Hello there listener and welcome to I Think I'm Mentally Unstable, the podcast all about growing up and fucking up, making mistakes and owning them even if it makes you feel like you're mentally unstable. And remember, this podcast contains 100% oversharing content, so grab a cuppa and enjoy the tea. Hello and welcome to the first episode of I Think I'm Mentally Unstable. Wow. I've been wanting to say that forever, I'm not going to lie. I wanted to start this podcast probably for the best part of a year. Um, it's just been heavily on the back burner and classic, got into my own head because of a huge imposter syndrome wave and thought, who would listen to this? Why should I even start this? What's the point? And then I remember just how much mental health is important to me and why I want to shed light on it and that I do have something different to offer. Stay tuned for that. So let's maybe go into why this podcast is titled I Think I'm Mentally Unstable. Um, probably because I do think I am, uh, genuinely speaking, and I do think it's quite relatable. Some of the stuff that I'll be talking about and we'll be talking about with friends as well, uh, people who inspire me to be better. Um, it's just generally across the board, mental health and how it's affected us. So that could be anything from like a really bad relationship to an eating disorder and everything in between. And I guess it's kind of the stuff that we just don't really cover in school. And then that kind of transition to, between school to university to finding a job and adulting. I mean, what a massive spin out. Am I right? Just so much going on all the time and it just never feels like you're doing enough sometimes or like you're, you need to be doing more and yeah, it's just a lot going on. I mean, need I say finance and taxes? I mean, nothing makes me want to vom more. Ugh, just the thought of it itself. Just why aren't we taught this stuff? But I guess that's what this podcast is for. This podcast is going to be all about the things that you wish you'd learned and are now learning in your mid-twenties, thirties, forties, whatever age you are. I'm sure it will be relevant. Trust me. Um, this is an intro episode, so I'm kind of going to skim over who I am, what we're doing here. I haven't even said my name. I'm just assuming you will know me. That is very improper and unprofessional of me, but I wouldn't be me without that. So my name is Naida Allen. If you are not a raging fan of mine, uh, hi mum, then I am a 26-year-old content writer, still living at home, love my life, as well as just kind of making a tit of myself and oversharing. I just love a bit of TMI. I'm sure someone listening will probably start psychoanalyzing me and relate this to some sort of like childhood trauma but I honestly feel like I've always been a bit TMI I literally feel like I have no filter like if you ask me something I will reply in the most direct and honest way which has got me into trouble on several occasions so I'm going to start with some mistakes that I've made in life and why I think this is important to share because part of this podcast is all about 
fucking up and making mistakes and allowing yourself to do that whether that's in a professional setting or a personal setting I mean it could be you know pissing off your friend um, to the more extreme like sending out an email to 1000 customers with personalized or impersonalized your name like hi your name how's your day going yep been there done that I don't even think there's a beginning uh, because I just feel like one constant mistake (laughs) and I'm allowed to say that I can be self-deprecating if anyone else says that to me you're dead but what I would say is that making mistakes are just quite fun and part of the process and they just make for a humorous story at the end of the day like I don't really feel like I share a lot of the positive in life or a lot of my successes quote unquote because I just think it's far funnier to share with you the fuck-ups that is life One of my first ones was going on a diet at age 13, thinking that would solve all of my problems. Spoiler alert, it didn't. It made problems, but here we are, living to tell the tale. And I don't really regret that. I think that's kind of something that I own. um, Because yes, it did spiral into a raging eating disorder that I'm still battling 10 years later. But I also feel like I've learned so much from it and it's allowed me to be very empathetic as a person. I might go into more detail about this at some point, um, but I don't also want it just to be constant chat about, like, me, (laughs) which is ironic because I am doing this podcast solo at the moment, but I will be speaking to a lot of different people on their mental health and how they navigate adulting, which I feel like is just such a massive topic in itself and it's different for everyone um I feel like I had this expectation of what adulting would be like I honestly thought that by this point you know 26 that I would have moved out and maybe had a partner um maybe had more of an understanding about who I am and like the career and the job that I wanted to do and I don't know found this work-life balance that everyone keeps going on about but I just feel like I'm always in some sort of existential crisis um I don't know if anyone else feels like that I guess again these are some of the things I should probably be telling a therapist but that's why I'm just sharing it with you guys I feel like you know what maybe if I open up to you and it resonates with someone out there then we're kind of like indirectly helping each other that's what my key takeaway is at this point um and yeah as I said we'll be speaking to some of my friends and just people that genuinely are doing such a fantastic job at like navigating life um and some people that I've like connected with online and I'm networking with some kind of business people but yeah we'll be speaking with everyone from nurses to lawyers content creators to creatives and online business coaches and things like that and I just feel like it'll be fun for you guys to kind of hear what other people are doing and how other people are kind of processing growing up because I'm sure it's different for everyone and there are obviously amazing high points of growing up and it is super funny in itself um, just to kind of look back and just yeah keep failing um in a positive way it's that classic quote knock yourself down seven times pick yourself back up the eighth you know you just keep going and it builds this like amazing resilience um 
And I guess that again brings me on to another amazing point is just building that resilience when you're growing up is so important because you're going to go through life and I know that I'm only 26, like no one at me, please. It's, it's been hard. Okay. <laughs> First world problems. Um, but you will go through a lot of different shit. Um, it could be a relationship gone wrong. It could be messing up at work and maybe being made redundant or getting fired. Um, it could even be one of those basic level mistakes like, I don't know, not having protected sex, you know, just shit like that, which we all do and should be more comfortable talking about. However, I do think that generally in life, you're always going to be learning. And how do you learn? Most likely by making mistakes. I think there's actually a psychological study that showed you learn more from the negative than the positive. Um, To be fair, I think this was attributed to an in-class test. So if you got answers wrong in a multiple choice, you were more likely to remember those wrong answers so that next time you could correct them. But I still think that rule applies to life. I've learned so much more from the major fuck-ups. And again, I just find it hilarious. Uh, Maybe I should list them off for you. Number one, dating at work. Wouldn't recommend to a friend. If it works for you, please let me know. Uh, I had quite a negative experience with it, if I'm going to be honest. Um, I thought it would be an amazing idea to date someone at work. This is in my first job. Um, I had a huge crush on him. I was like, yeah, you are a bit of me. Um, Do I regret that? No. Do I wish I had had some more self-respect? Yes. Uh, And after a few months, shock didn't work out. And I then kind of decided to fall for the next best thing again at the same place of work. Now, I believe there's a quote that says, if you do something twice with the same result, you are insane. You are genuinely insane. My mum, she tried to give me advice. What did I do? (laughs) Ignored it, obviously, because it's a rite of passage. And if a friend had said to me, "Mm, I personally wouldn't shit where you eat twice, I maybe would have listened, but it's because it came from my mum. And I just thought, "Mm, I don't want to listen to you. And I'm an adult. I can do what I want. So yeah, that flopped heavily. Mum, if you're listening to this, yep, you were right. You can nod in approval and smirk. Still dealing with that trauma to this day, I'm not going to lie. But we move. I think that's a a funny experience as well. It did go well at a certain point. I was like, oh, do you know what? Maybe, maybe this is the fairy tale ending that I've been looking for. Um, Unfortunately, after that point, I actually was single for about three years and I went into some unconscious celibacy I don't know how it happened uh I went from this like super confident dating carefree person to oh I hate men um does that term still resonate with me sometimes on a level um there are days where I just wish that I didn't like men but 
apparently that's what I'm attracted to. So until we find the right person, I'm likely still going to get my heart broken quite a few times. Um, I also went on a, and this is another mistake relevant to dating, I went to a fitness dating event. Now, before everyone starts saying, that sounds awful, I love the gym. I love health and fitness. That's important to me. And the next person I do go on a date with or you know, start seeing, maybe go fall into a relationship, whenever that is, maybe in the next 10 years, that'll be fab. Um, I want them to also be interested in health and fitness. So I went to this dating event. It was um, Fit FCK. Um, Amazing. Amazing. It was really super fun. Um, The first half was like a workout. Um, You were meant to partner up with someone that you fancy, but I kind of just like stuck with my friend um, and basically... I was joined at the hip with her and then the second part was um like drinks and we went to the Chelsea Lodge and the whole floor was booked out and it's super fun like a really nice crowd of people really nice vibe and I didn't go in with the intent of okay I want to meet someone I didn't do that I just kind of went because I was like, oh, if I do, it'll be fun but also this is a great opportunity just to kind of like not be a grandma because apparently every Friday and Saturday I just love spending time in my own company which isn't a bad thing but I'm also aware that I need to stop being a hermit and that's kind of difficult especially because it's winter now and I do just want to hibernate but you know I'm just gonna try and be a little social butterfly even though that also gives me some social anxiety do you see why I'm saying I think I'm mentally unstable I mean even that 60 seconds this is what I'm talking about this is what I deal with on a daily basis welcome to my brain Anyway, we were at this dating event, super fun, and I saw this guy, kind of like looked at my friend, I was like, nudged her, and thought, you know what, like maybe I'll go speak to him. So she kind of played Cupid, um, I sat down next to him on this like mini couch, and we were chatting, probably for like at least two or three hours, that's a long time, especially when there's like a whole event going on, did kind of feel like cringe factor 1000 did kind of feel like we were the only two people in the room we were just like having a chat having a laugh um he kept saying things like oh if we were on hinge I would so swipe right and I was like cool brilliant we're on we're on the right page um I said I've been single for about three years he said he'd been single for one year um I gave him my number um we would we danced and stuff as well guys I'm serious like this is top level this is book stuff this is this is TikTok romance that I was like you know craving and I thought oh my gosh brilliant like this is easy (laughs) the next day after also experiencing some major anxiety because me plus alcohol equals eruption I was waiting for this guy to text me and I thought, oh, okay, bit odd, May I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give it some time, I'll give it some time. Uh, my friends did some sleuthing, S- honestly, I think women should just start a PI agency. I gave them a name, not even a surname, just a first name, and within like an hour they'd found his Instagram. And yeah, they found this guy, uh, I requested a follow, oh god, how desperado of me. And then, and then, are you ready? My friend then messaged me and said, just to let you know, the guy that you were chatting with on Saturday 
actually broke up with his girlfriend on that day. Yeah. Uh, suffice to say, I removed my follow request and allowed the ground to swallow me whole. Uh, not my shining moment. And that's just a snippet of my dating life. I really could go into more detail there. Um, but I'm not going to because it's just quite tragic. Anyway, what I've learned from that experience is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh-huh. Um, if you are going to go to one of these cool, fun dating events, mingle, do your thing. Uh, don't settle for the first thing that you lay your eyes on because nine times out of 10, they may or may not disappoint you. Just remember who the fuck you are. And that's the advice that I'm going to give to myself. And I hope that you all take that on board. Moving on to my second mistake. So I decided to quit my job during a pandemic. I'll let that one sit for a while. In the time where everybody was worried about job safety, I was so burnt out that I couldn't stomach the idea of another online meeting. Um, Again, I know how privileged this sounds. Trust me, I'm aware, but I'm still going to own that. And I was so, so depressed at this job. It's actually laughable. I just didn't want to be there. I was just making bad mistakes specifically because of that. Um, Like, I was literally so kind of done with everything that I wasn't really focused on what I was doing. And I literally, because of that, fell into an online scam I mean this scam artist was pretty pretty good to be fair like you had me fooled um and I spent like nearly 2k on a company card because of this online scam and it was just literally the most distressing thing nothing makes my heart sink into my anus more than thinking about that moment oh even now I'm having major flashbacks and What I learned from that as a side, as like a sub B of the second mistake is never trust an email ever again. Don't click links. Always check the email signature and, you know, don't be an idiot, essentially. I'm still going to hold my hands up and say, okay, I was partly to blame, but also it could have happened to anyone. It just had to happen to me because I'm, you know a walking, unlucky human, but it's fine. Um, So yeah, quit my job because I was just super burnt out. And I remember waking up and just looking at myself in the mirror and going, you know, you don't need to do this anymore. I was like, you don't need to, you know, that classic like baby crying. Um, And I walked downstairs and I was just so upbeat. I was like, this is around March. So really early on in 2020 I think uh walk downstairs I'm like mum I'm gonna quit my job the fear on that woman's face oh it was actually like I slapped her she had no idea what was going on and she's looked at me and said I don't think that's a good idea and I was like no it is a good idea come on like I need to protect my mental health and well-being like we don't need to worry about money right now I'll find another job I'll do something else that makes me feel happy I need a break blah 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 and within that week I'd said my goodbyes to people tied up everything and went and walked out the virtual door still to this day that's one of the best decisions of my life now 
that's technically not a mistake because I know that I was doing it for me but at the time it felt like a monumental failure it felt so tragic I was like brilliant first job you've already quit in like the first year I'd been there for a year how can you ever hold up a career how can you what do you even want to do with your life and honestly I got sent into such a tailspin because I was thinking what am I going to do with myself and that's just part of the issue with growing up it's like when you don't have those guidelines anymore or that structure from teachers or parents to tell you what to do all the time and the onus then falls on you and the responsibility is on you to just decide something which is really really friggin' difficult like if you know what you want to do I honestly feel like that is an achievement in itself like I think especially if you want to go into like nursing or like be a doctor or a lawyer or like those kind of like robust jobs where you know that you have to then go to university and study that specific thing or do a conversion course or you know whatever like wow honestly big clap on the back for you but for me it's I've always just never really known and I still don't really know to this day which I guess brings me on to my third mistake or like mistake in the making um I recently started my own business I kind of went freelance for content writing and copywriting and guys I just don't know what I'm doing I just every day I'm thinking is this the rest of my life (laughs) and I know that it's not I know that I'm just massively deeping it but I just really struggle to commit to things and I get bored so easily it's actually embarrassing I mean I've been working for some of my um, clients literally for the last like five or six months and I'm already wondering okay what's the next thing and I'm also the type of person that likes to be busy I like working I wouldn't even say I'm a workaholic because I do know when to take breaks I mean sometimes I feel guilty when I do take a break but yeah I just enjoy being productive and the other flip side of that is that I don't like doing too much at once like I'm not a multitasker I kind of need a day to settle into a specific activity but then I don't want to do that same activity every single day for every week for every month but then I just end up accepting and doing way too much so yeah I'm currently working with like three or four different clients who are all in massively different industries like I'm talking from recruitment agency to financial SaaS companies like it is weird AF I'm not gonna lie but I'm just kind of plowing on and then it just makes me think oh have you just jumped into another career slash job which you're not enjoying and then are you quitting because you're unfulfilled or is it because you're not challenged enough or or is it just because you're lazy and these are the things that just channel in my head so much and a sidestep from that is I don't think quitting is a failure just to backtrack slightly I honestly think that quitting is a really good idea if you are not meeting a certain criteria so if you're not happy in your job Uh, quit if you have the financial backing to help you with that even better if you don't feel fulfilled or like you're waking up every day going oh my god I just don't want to do this 
trust me when I say there are thousands and thousands of opportunities out there or just make an opportunity for yourself and start a business hopefully one that you genuinely do enjoy do not follow in my footsteps um and finally on that is like quitting it's not a bad thing and in society I feel like that's been made to really be this massive don't be a quitter type attitude and sometimes you just have to sometimes if it's not working for you quitting is actually a good thing um you have to have a framework in your head of of, of the reasons why because if you're running away from something because of maybe imposter syndrome you don't feel like you're good enough then maybe that's not a good reason to quit because maybe you could actually grow in that environment and help yourself but if it's a case of I want to quit because this isn't serving me anymore and I think there is something better for me that will make me happier perfect go full speed ahead and quitting can actually be a really good thing for you because if I hadn't quit my first job I don't think I would have found my love for writing if I then hadn't applied for loads of different kind of internship roles which a lot were unpaid to be fair or really really low paid I wouldn't have discovered that I know that I'm better than this um, salary for example I know that I can do more and I know that I can achieve more and I'm very good at being self um, motivated so if I know that I can do all that then why don't I just bloody do it myself Um, and yeah some days are harder than others And I'm still learning, like, honestly, one of the first epic blunders that I made was (laughs) not forgetting. Let me just reiterate, I did not forget. But when you're self-employed slash have your own business, you have to do your own taxes. And for those of you who don't know how to do that because it comes out of your payroll and you just see a nice chunk taken out of your monthly earnings, that just goes straight to the tax person. But when you're self-employed, you have to do that all yourself. Now, this brings me back to the first part of this podcast, which was I have no awareness of finances. I'm good with money. I know how to save, content in how I spend. I'm not like a shopaholic. But when it comes to managing finances, tracking every single penny that you spend, and then also submitting that into a form every financial year, that's where it gets a bit tricky because I have I just I've never been made to feel so dumb than when I do a HMRC self-assessment form and also as an organization they suck and I know that I should have probably just hired an accountant but I also thought well it's just me like what will I really need an accountant for anyway I kept getting receipt I kept receiving these emails um from HMRC being like please log into your account with this link um we have a message for you. Now, as I said in the first part, or like, you know, halfway through this podcast, I got scammed online, didn't I? So I'm thinking, uh, 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 I'm not going to reply to your messages. Who do you think I am? Fool me once, (laughs) never fool me twice. So I'm thinking that, you know, I'm a big person now that, you know, put on my big girl shoes. I've learned from that first mistake, it's never going to happen again. So I'm thinking, ha ha, I'm not clicking on your stupid little link because I'm not going to be scammed again. About five months later, I decided to log into my HMRC account and I saw these like angry, aggressive emails like, you owe us £1,000. And I was like, 
what? Where is this coming from? Now, it turns out that in my last place of employment, I don't think the person had submitted my pay form properly. So under their system, they're thinking that I'm tax evading, which, do you know what's super annoying about that? I signed up to be self-employed because I was worried about being caught for tax evasion and being taken to court. And actually, all it made, made anyone do was flag it up to the system that I'm unemployed and might be tax evading. In which case, I started getting all of these emails and messages on my job board being like, why haven't you filed your self-assessment form in the year that I was very, very fun employed? And I was like, what the hell is going on? Oh, I thought I was going to have to sell my lung and liver to pay for this. I'm not going to lie to you. I just thought this is just not ideal. And this was in my first month of, you know, starting my business. And I was thinking, great, we're off to a fabulous start. Um... Just for anyone who was like majorly worried, it did actually hit near the 2k mark, I think. Um, but because I am just so stubborn, I spent, yeah, the best part of a week back and forth, um, waiting like 45 minutes on the phone and stuff and trying to understand the situation a bit better. And then they'd realize that they had actually messed up. So, luckily that fine slash penalty was revoked and that's why I'm, you know, still thriving right now. And again, that's just, it's just a joke, isn't it? Like, you don't, you, I didn't want to get scammed, so I was thinking, oh, I'm being really good about this and ha ha ha, I'm so cool. And then it just turns out that I was really, really wrong and I, that could have, like, increased. If I hadn't actually looked at my dashboard, oh my lord, I don't even want to think how much I would have had to have, like spent or like you know given up and also that's your hard-earned money for like a huge mistake like that but yeah technically again not really my mistake but it has now made me so much more vigilant to understanding how business works and like yeah it is such a tricky one to navigate because I always feel like I'm never really doing anything right and there's always something to learn and that's fine up to a certain point but you do really have to back yourself a lot And it really does come down to confidence and self-esteem with anything. I think, you know, whether it's dating, careers, friendships, going out, anything, all you need confidence for it. And it's sometimes what I lack the most. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up this podcast now just by saying I'm sharing with you the mistakes that I'm making and will continue to be making. And at one point... I remember genuinely feeling like, oh, I was a flop. And I thought, oh gosh, like, really need to get my act together. But when I spoke about this to other people, all it made them aware of was how many mistakes they'd also made. It just kind of makes you think, wow, we really are all in this together. And I know that sounds really cliche, but it's true because you're always going to be learning in a way that's unique to you and you can't do things perfectly or right the first time um and maybe that's why you know you procrastinate a lot or why you're such a perfectionist about things is because you want to get it right but most of the time you just don't and especially on the first try it takes it can take you know weeks months years to learn something and really grow that confidence 
but when it comes to you as a person and what you want to do in life, just remember that we're all seriously in the same boat. No one really knows what they're doing. And if they do, that's great. Maybe they're like the 1%. But everyone else is honestly just winging it. We're all winging it. And that's absolutely fine because that is just the art of growing up. No one has this like plan. And even when they do have a plan, it doesn't necessarily go to plan. So it's great to have this like framework and goals and things that you want to achieve. But honestly, when you really put it into perspective, you might not want to do the same things that you thought you wanted to achieve by certain points. Like, for example, I thought I'd be moving out and I haven't. Um, And I'm not like mad about that at all. I think sometimes I would love to move out when that becomes, you know, financially viable but I'm not like rushing to do it and I don't feel I feel like sometimes there is this pressure that you have to be constantly doing the next thing you have to be in a relationship or find a job move out and have a baby get married like all these kind of like archetypal things that you should quote unquote be doing but sometimes that doesn't really work for everyone I mean especially if you're a bit more spontaneous or impulsive like I am those mm, patterns or behaviors might not vibe with you and that is okay and you're allowed to choose the path that works for you and you don't have to follow this random timeline that has been going on for like the best part of two centuries because the way that the world is evolving so quickly so are we And there are so many things that we want to do, like whether that's traveling or write a book, you know, could be literally anything. We can just do that and be unapologetically us. I feel like that's a really nice tone to end this podcast on. So I'm really hoping that this podcast just sheds some light on the reality versus the expectation, because... I feel as though we all just need a little bit more reality in life. So thanks for listening. Stay tuned for next week. And I can't wait to speak to you guys soon.